0: Welcome to Fantasy Football BS with your hosts Bryduck and the Snowman. This podcast is for all fantasy football players from your newbies to the most experienced players. This podcast is sponsored by Air Care Heating and Cooling, your number one air care heating and cooling provider in the Bay Area. In this episode, we'll be previewing all the games of the week, as well as giving you Bryduck and Snowman studs and duds of the week. So sit back and and listen to this great content so you're the one dominating your league and hosting that fantasy football trophy at the end of the season.
1: It's Bride Duck and Snowman, they come from San Jose. They drop a little knowledge about the fantasy program It's fantasy football. Uh, Division rivals player, uh, Snowman's uh, a Bronco while Bride Duck's a Raider. Yeah. But that just makes for better bullshitting. <laughs> Two of the smartest football minds, so listen. A Raider in Fort Worth, the Bronco in the Bay. Bay. A mission to the top of the standings to stay.
0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Fantasy Football BS. I'm the Snowman with my co-host... My Texas native and Las Vegas Raider rival over here, Bry Duck, just cracked open my beer for the episode, everyone. I'm drinking a hop tonic a double IPA from Morgan Territory Brewing in, in Tracy, California. I had to kind of step up my game. I I've been getting a lot of people listening to the episode where, where Foos was drinking that like fourteen percenter and they're like, Come on, dude, like what the hell are you doing? And so I had to step it up and go up a, a little higher than what the last couple weeks I, I've been able to do. But yeah, come on, people. I I'm recording. I'm drinking. Full time job. Get off my fucking back, and <laughs> just enjoy what we're talking about, right? I mean, why does everyone got to talk shit to me? <laughs> and, and you said this one's out of where? this one's out of uh from morgan territory brewing in in tracy california so super small ass brewery i just wanted to was able to pick them up uh on on the way home visited the bay last weekend or two weekends ago and found them on the way home and picked up some beer and and wanted to make sure i gave them a shout out while i'm drinking it during this
2: episode and you're like these will be good for the episode i gotta swoop on this one
0: yeah, nah, Tracy's nah. kind of
2: coming up on on little brewery spots and little wineries and stuff out there, huh?
0: Yeah, last, Tracy, uh, last time I was out
2: there, man, they're kind of they're kind of stepping it up.
0: Yeah, I mean they're they're definitely doing their thing and and definitely uh, having the ability to expand and grow like Lodi's been doing. So Lodi, Tracy, all those places are starting to kind of to get a little bit big. So love all the small little breweries. Definitely want to give them all a shout out. As much as I can. If you got a small brewery, send me the address. I'll come pick up some beers and I'll shout <laughs> you out and drink on the episode.
2: Man, so let, let me ask you a question here. Uh that uh Steelers Cowboys game. Had you sweating or you know? What were you thinking oh, there absolutely. with your survival with your survival pick there with the uh the Steelers? I thought that was a, a lock for sure, man. They had it all the way there till the uh till the end of the game.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Down to the wire. I mean, it was nuts i i couldn't believe how how crazy and down to the wire that it had gone into i was i was sweating sweating big time i was like who is this gilbert dude and why are you messing with my survivor pick?
2: <laughs> i know that's one of those trap games where like you don't really know what you're walking into because it's a team like with a quarterback that you know nothing about so it's it's really a one of those games where it could go either way because you really have no idea Nothing a game plan against.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Completely agree and and I was hoping the the Pats were gonna lose last night. I was so pissed the Jets gave it up because there was like three or four people that picked him and I would have been dropped to like six people left in this survivor league. Oh man. But of course the Jets. You know what? The Jets to...
2: the Jets went and Jets. The
0: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I told my buddy he's a Pats fan. I was like, damn, dude, you guys should have just lost it. Just lost the game, swooped up Lawrence with that first pick. They, they and can't,
2: man. They, they've they got to keep that number one pick because they, they want that Trevor Lawrence pick, which yeah. would be crazy for me. To, I mean, I guess it's not that crazy to think that the Jets could go and take Trevor Lawrence after drafting Sam Darnold in 2018. But it just seems like you'd be giving up on, on Darnold so quickly. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I don't know. Sam Darnold just seems like someone who you drafted high because he had what you were looking for and you've done nothing to help the kid out. It's not his fault. You know, that your team is a mess. It's, it's your head coach. It's your GM. It's, you know, it comes from the top. So, I think it'd be, it'd be horrible for him, but you know, look at, look at what happened to Rosen, right? Uh, kind of got bounced around and, and, you know, AZ picked him up, uh, and then next year picked up Kyler Murray and they were just like, Oh no, we fucked up with you and send you away. And this is our new quarterback. So it's not hard to think that the Jets could do it, um, I'm just interested to see if because they have Darnold, if they kind of play it to their advantage and just try to get more assets out of it. Because to come up to that number one pick for someone like Lawrence, they can ask for whatever they want. Nothing's out of the question. Yeah. Yeah, no. Like they could be like, we want your next four first round draft picks, you know, Yeah. and I guarantee a team will do it.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. No, you're 100% right a team right? uh, there's
2: going to be a team out there who's going to make a crazy move up to that number one spot and i i just want the jets to keep losing so we can watch that unfold uh because i think that that would be a lot more fun to watch rather than a team who actually needs a quarterback getting that number one spot
0: no agreed agreed perfect so, no be, perfect be fun thing. to watch well, let it let them know what what we're going to be talking about this episode
2: We got Foose Clues back on talking about our, our injury report from last week. And, man, it just keeps piling up, guys. Of course running backs just becoming more and more valuable i mean you're we are we are really digging into the weeds and names here for running backs these days um also going to be covering our studs and duds for the week uh if you're on social media instagram youtube follow us at fantasy football bs on twitter at fantasy fbbs on all podcast platforms at fantasy football bs Um, so make sure you guys are going on there liking our channel subscribing so you know every time we drop a new episode
0: absolutely absolutely and before we get started as always give a nice little shout out to our sound engineer walking through san jose on the sunny day nothing you can say is gonna all right we back we back going into into foos clues again welcome back foos again thank you as always for for joining us for this foos segment and foos clues so hit us up and let us
1: know what's good brother That's right, gentlemen, it's the Foos. Back at it again for another segment of Foos Clues. What's up, guys? Uh, I got to say, man, I'm I'm coming in this week on a little bit of a downer. Uh, It's been a rough first eight weeks of the fantasy football season for me. So I'm going to be asking you guys a little bit about how to turn things around. Uh, and hopefully you can get me at, straightened out and on my path to the playoffs. Uh, but before we do that, let's go ahead and, and go over uh, some highlights of the injury report this week, starting with David Montgomery from the Bears. He is questionable uh, with a growing injury, and he's also in concussion protocol, uh, rough one for, for Mr. Montgomery. Uh, Bryson, how are you feeling about him?
2: Yeah, so he was already questionable going into the game with the groin injury and then comes out of it, you know, entering into the NFL's concussion protocol. So I think uh, it's kind of a double whammy. And Montgomery, being someone who really has not taken a full control of that lead running back uh, spot since uh, Cohen went down, uh, just really hasn't shown he can be that lead workhorse guy Um And may just be showing the Bears that they, you know, kind of knew what they had in Montgomery. He is kind of a, a, you know, a a two-headed, you know, running back committee type running back. So with Montgomery, you know, I, I, I fear for, you know, this kind of holding him out this week and leading him down a path of maybe on his way out uh, in Chicago. I'm thinking he's really kind of just not been showing what they need him to show. Uh, So Montgomery owners, uh, you know, definitely stay on the lookout this week to see if he's playing, but if not um, definitely get over there on the waiver wire and start looking at our waiver wire ads of the week.
1: Nice tease there. Uh, Solid stuff on David Montgomery. Let's move on here to, cmc we were so excited to see him back on the field uh and he is questionable again going into next week now with a shoulder injury looking like he's day-to-day bryson back to you uh is he gonna play how are you feeling about cmc
2: yeah it's another tough one you get him back and you see him score early in that game and you're like i've got cmc back and you know here's my my point monster my PPR monster and then he gets tackled you know kind of awkwardly lands there on his shoulder um coach is saying it's day-to-day which is uh, you know, kind of conflicting what some other reports were saying, you know, you had Ian Rappaport saying, coming out, saying that his, his status for this week was in serious danger. Um, you know, and then they asked the head coach and he kind of says, well, you know, it's more of a day to day thing. I wouldn't say that it's that drastic. So I know he's getting some MRIs done. Uh, haven't seen, you know, kind of what the, the prognosis of that was. Uh, but Christian McCaffrey owners if you had Mike Davis I sure hope you didn't already drop him and Mike Davis owners who did have him I hope you didn't already drop him Um, you know we did say hold on to him for a week or two let's see how things shake out Uh, and here we are after week one and we're already talking you know CMC back on the injury report so uh, definitely be on the lookout this week absolutely
1: What what a roller coaster with CMC Snowman, I'm heading to you with this next one. Moving over to L.A. with the Chargers and Justin Jackson. Uh, folks like me who picked him up and were excited to see him have some uh, have a big day were quite disappointed. Uh, so what's your advice for people like me?
0: Oh, man. I mean, this is just kind of a, another one that Justin Jackson has always been plagued with injuries during his career and has always struggled with it. He went down early on in week nine with that knee injury it's been pretty quiet uh unfortunately with with what's going on how long he's out he's only listed as questionable getting getting it looked at they're they're holding it pretty close but if i'm a justin jackson owner i mean he's he's got to be gone by now put him on your bench uh, jo- Joshua Kelly is going to be starting to get the look, uh, as well as uh, just kind of newcomers. But Justin Jackson, for those owners of Austin Eckler, or for someone who, in your case, had Chris Carson and was just kind of trying to get a filler because Chris C- Carson just went down, and you needed someone to to do it, and that was the only person you could get off the waivers. It was highly disappointing. And again, I don't I don't see him being a filler for anyone else anytime soon he's got to be a bench uh even if that by the time if he comes back Austin Eckier might even be healthy by then who knows but Justin Jackson has always been plagued by injuries and just you you can't trust him going forward and even before then Joshua Kelly uh, is kind of keeping up and keeping it going as well
1: Tough sledding for for Mr. Jackson and uh, people who own him in fantasy. Uh, moving on here to Mr. Miles Sanders from the Eagles. He is questionable, looking like it could be a couple of weeks, uh, potentially either questionable or on the on the shelf. Uh, what's the prognosis there, Snow?
0: Uh, he he's sat out the last two games. Uh, I I think he's going to. He was he's returned to practice this week, so he he's been limited which is a good sign for Miles Sanders' owners. He hasn't been a full participant, but he has been limited, of course. Now, that is a good sign for Miles Sanders' owners as well. And those of you that have Boston Scott, I would put Boston Scott on the bench. I wouldn't get rid of Boston Scott because it could be another CMC situation where as soon as Miles Sanders comes back... He gets hurt early on. If they give him the heavy load or workload early on, all of a sudden he gets hurt, and then Boston Scott again becomes valuable. So don't rush to drop Boston Scott, but Miles Sanders is going to look to play this
1: week. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh Going over to wide receivers now, starting out with a frequent member of this list, Kenny Galladay out of Detroit. He is week-to-week Bryson, what what can we do about Kenny Galladay? Where what's the prognosis here?
2: Yeah, so I know that they're gonna have uh you know some more tests moving forward, but it definitely wasn't a good sign last week when he gets declared out. Uh, for that game that early on into the week, I think they declared him out like on like a Monday or a Tuesday, uh, and they didn't play till Sunday. So they they ruled him out way ahead of time. Uh, I haven't seen anything come out this week yet on him, uh, other than he's still listed as questionable. Um, but with Galladay and with it being you know stated by the coach as a as a week to week injury, this is another one of those ones where if you're not seeing him practicing throughout the week, uh, you know even in a limited capacity. I would just start getting ready to uh, kind of dial up someone else in,
1: in place of him. Is any any of the other wide receivers stepping up on that Detroit offense to fill the void if he's out?
2: Yeah, Marvin Jones is a good pickup from last week that we told a lot of people to go scoop up. You know, he, he seems to be kind of the most uh, – you know, uh, targeted when, uh, especially when Galladay is out, uh, and seems to be the most consistent as well. You know, putting up double, double digit points, uh, more often than not. So if you need somebody kind of as a filler for the week to get you, you know, kind of 12, 13, 14 points, uh, Marvin Jones is a good guy to look for.
1: Interesting call. Marvin Jones for those looking for a filler this week. Let's finish off the injury highlights Going back to the snowman for Calvin Ridley, uh, questionable with a foot injury. Where do we see Calvin Ridley's position this week?
0: Uh, he He's on a bye this week, so he he will be out. But I, I could have called this one last week with going into Denver, uh, Denver obviously not being the strongest team. Uh, Calvin Ridley with the bye coming up in, in week 10. It was a good call for them to hold Calvin Ridley out. He's kind of the, the two weeks prior to that. He has definitely not looked 100% as Julio Jones is starting to get healthier and healthier each week and starting to eat into Calvin Ridley's uh, load as it is. So keep an eye on this. Uh, I, I don't expect anything coming in this week too much because of that bye week, but I am a Calvin Ridley owner. And as of right now, just as lackadaisical as, as they're taking this, uh, I mean, as bad as they are, Calvin really is a absolute stud, but they're not going to want to risk him getting hurt further to just for this year. So uh, after the bye week, keep an eye on this. I think he'll end up coming back, and I think he'll end up producing well. But uh, keep an eye out because it could. It could be where he's playing in the next couple weeks after this week to where he's not producing. And if you get pissed, there's a reason why he's not 100% healthy, which is why he's not producing. So uh, you can't be pissed, but keep an eye on him going forward because it could result in a decline of of the next couple weeks in his production.
1: Good stuff. That'll round out our highlights of the injury report. We're not going through the entire thing because this season they have been reading like a Charles Dickens novel. So we're just (laughs) hitting the highlights (laughs) for you folks. Uh, So let's move on here. I just got one topic. Uh, Like I said, it's been a, it was a frustrated foos this week. Uh, It's been, it was rough for my 49ers and my, my fantasy team just can't get healthy. The guys that I plug in aren't, aren't healthy on top of that. Uh, I'm still in the mix, but we're midway through the season. It's, it's make or break time. Uh, so, so give me some tips here. How, how can I get in the playoff hunt? How, how can I stay towards the middle and, and potentially creep in? What do, we, what do you guys got for me?
2: Yeah, so I mean, what you're looking for and what I tell everybody is you just gotta get in the dance. Just get into that top six, right? So in our league, we have we have 10 teams, top six get into the playoffs. Uh, seeds one and two get a buy first round. So all you're looking for is to make that top six. You're right there on the cusp. What you got to do is you got to start cutting bait. You got to start making big moves. You got to go look at your trade deadlines, folks. Uh, you've got until November 14th to make trades. That is the That is our, our uh, fantasy football trade deadline, and likely for a lot of you, if you didn't change that, that is the default setting on many platforms. So make sure that you know that as you're listening to this right now, you've got two days to make moves. So if you're trying to make a move and get into the playoffs, go start making some trades. So first thing I'm doing is I'm starting to evaluate talent on my roster. I'm looking at what I might have. I might have one big name, but I might have a lot of holes to fill I might need to sell that one guy and go get a few assets to fill in these holes um, so I'm not you know playing with a bunch of scrubs on my team uh you know foos we were talking about you over the weekend and i was texting snowman here and telling him man how bad i felt for you because you have just had a rough patch of injuries something i've never seen before i mean on on top of a bad strategy foos you've had a lot of injuries <laughs> <laughs> Almost so, appreciated that comment. Almost. <laughs> so I mean, if, if you're asking, if you're asking me here, what you need to do is you, you need to go in there, you need to start making some big moves, start making some trades, um, stop, you know, looking at uh, each week as a, 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 or stop looking forward uh, in in the schedule here. Start looking at each week and what you can do this week. So if you've got people on buys, uh, or if you've got a lot of guys on injuries that you know aren't going to help you. in the playoffs start cutting those guys quit holding them on your bench because there's a lot of guys in the waiver and you know in the waiver wires that you can start picking up but you're holding on to all these guys that are injured because you're like man i I gotta hold on to this guy but you know you need players so that'd be the first thing that i would do is is make sure that you're you're evaluating the talent on your roster and getting out there and being aggressive before the trade deadline what do you got snowman
0: I don't know if I could really add much to that besides that. I, I completely agree that uh, you don't want to finish last in your league, right? So you, you got to take a big risk. Sometimes you don't want to, to suffer that punishment, uh, whether it be pelted by tomatoes or whether it just be completely embarrassed by something else you have to get done. But you don't want to end up in last place. Uh, so for doing that, they're, they're in this time of the season, there's not a lot that are gonna be left on the waivers uh for for you to pick up. Those those players have already been found or identified early on in the season or, or these last couple weeks. There's no Mike Davis's left. Uh there, there's going, going to be no one left in that sector, uh, unfortunately besides maybe a week to week thing. But uh you need to you need to cut bait again, yes if but if again don't be stupid don't don't sell someone for for absolutely nothing make sure that you're getting something good equal in return to be able to uh, make that push for playoffs don't sell so low uh, that you're not going to get anything in return that's not going to make your team any better than what it is start looking at what your holes are if you have a good player but you have multiple holes in multiple positions, start trying to, to target getting rid of one of your better players, possibly for multiple positions to make your team
1: overall a better team. So let's, uh, I, I appreciate that. It's, that's interesting perspective. And so now given that this podcast is not just a, a free platform for me to get advice from you guys, uh, let, let's flip that and talk about how folks who are, in the hunt or maybe in that five or six spot can maybe take advantage of some of those folks looking to make a turnaround and improve their roster going into the playoffs. So what do you guys think about that?
2: Yeah, so if you're in the mix already, you're kind of in that five, six seed, maybe that four seed, and uh, you're pretty set in your lineup. Um, you know, maybe you've been super lucky and you haven't been hit by the injury plague or the uh, the COVID virus there. Um, but what I would suggest is this is about the time where I'm going to give you guys a little bit of my secret. I will not pick pick up anybody on waivers starting this week up until about week 13 because I'm trying to improve my positioning for playoffs for the waiver wire. So when waiver when the playoffs come around, if I am in position in the playoffs, I'll be in position if a big injury happens, I'll be able to snag someone off the waiver wire because I'll have a higher priority. So right now, unless I absolutely a hundred percent have to pick somebody up off the waiver wire I'm not touching anybody because I want to improve my waiver wire positioning week over week until week 13. On top of that, with those players that you are looking at on the waiver wire, start evaluating whether or not you would even put them as a starter on your team. Are they worth giving up positioning in the waiver wire uh, rankings? If you're just going to pick up a player and that person's going to sit on your bench for the next six weeks, don't waste the spot. Don't I get it if you're trying to strategize and you're trying to defend and block somebody else from picking up a player maybe that week and that's why you're doing it then then you know i get it but if that's not your your motive and your motive is just like oh it'd be cool to have this guy i'm gonna pick him up on the waiver wires this week it's like why don't if he's just gonna sit on your bench quit ruining your waiver wire positioning um so that's something that if you're in in line to move to the playoffs, start kind of thinking forward. Um, Also, we mentioned on the last episode, start looking at who your starters are, kind of who you evaluate as like your top tier guys when it comes to championship week or maybe playoff weeks and see who their opponents are going to be. Start getting yourself ready to have kickers and defenses that are going to have easy matchups going into the playoffs. Those are things that, that are so small in detail that people don't pay attention to. Kickers and defense can make or break a week. I literally lost this week by less than a half a point because Suckup couldn't get me five points. Fucking Buccaneers. That's twice this year they fucked me, by the way. Um, but, I mean, that's that's kind of what I'd be doing right now is just position yourself for the playoffs. Start looking at those smaller details. Start looking at things moving forward, like if you have a cold weather team and you have a player that's on a cold weather team, how's that going to impact them come December when we're in playoff time? You know, you and where are they going to be playing that game when the playoffs are coming around? Are they going to be playing in a dome, you know, where it won't matter? Or are they going to be playing out in the elements where you're going to have 12 inches of snow in Denver? You know, that stuff matters. And those are things that you kind of have to think about. And it's not something that a lot of people talk about, but it's something that I like to tell a lot of people about because those are those small little details that'll push you over the edge to, to win that, that championship weekend.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Good advice. I agree.
1: This is uh this is playoff duck We're seeing coming out right now. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Absolutely. <laughs> I like it. We're turning a right, corner, gentlemen. baby. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, you have turned my mood around. I'm ready to get out and rock this week. And with that, I will send it back to you guys.
0: All right. You, brother. All right thank you thank you and again let's let's take this time right here and just pause and and listen to our sponsored ad
2: if you're looking to add to your sports memorabilia collection do yourselves a favor and check out the best in the business baybreakers they'll give you a chance to win full-size football helmets signed by some of your favorite players i've already added some fire helmets to my collection and you can too just follow Bay Breakers on Facebook and get in the game. All
0: right, jumping jumping right into into Thursday night football here. Uh, we got a couple of buys. We got the Jets, we got the Chiefs, we got Dallas and we have uh, Atlanta. So lots lots of people in here for for the bye week and uh, going in uh man, we got Indian Tennessee. These are going to be some uh, some two tough weeks for for Indianapolis here. Uh, they had to play uh, Baltimore last week, right, and and now going against uh, Tennessee. So uh, two good running teams in Baltimore and Tennessee uh, going up against Indianapolis. Uh, Indy has has a good defense.
2: They got a strong defense.
0: Yeah, they do. They do. So can Derrick Henry break through, or Tannehill have some success?
2: I don't know, man. So the titans are one of those teams that i have watched all year long a lot like the steelers and you know we can get to that that later on when we get you know a couple teams down here but with the titans i just haven't seen a game that has flashed to me that they're a transcendent playoff super bowl contender You know what I'm saying? Like, the wins that they've gotten have been kind of sloppy. Things have kind of shaken their way. Um, You know, it's. I just haven't seen that dominating performance to make me think that the Titans are a legit, you know, contender. So, with the Colts having a, a strong defense and... The, the Titans have an obviously a, a great rushing offense. Um, I look I look forward to watching this matchup. I love those types of matchups when you have you know the true old school ground and pound st- style offense versus a good you know solid defense. Um, I just I I don't know I don't know what the Titans I. I I think that they need to go out there this week and put on a dominating performance a lot like what the Bills did to the Seahawks. That's what the Titans need to do this week is go... And play indie and kick their ass because I just need to see that. I need to see that out of the Titans to show me that you're a true contender here. Um, but with Derrick Henry, I think that he'll have some su- some success. Uh, but I think that that defense is going to play stingy. Uh, so I think you know Derrick Henry owners, uh, AJ Brown owners. I think maybe kind of temper expectations this week.
0: Agreed. Agreed. you, you definitely need to expect. It not to be a huge blowout game uh, by either one of those performances and, and completely agree. And Indianapolis is kind of frustrating as well, right? There There isn't really anyone on that roster, not even Jonathan Taylor as of the last couple of weeks, that have been able to put up offensive performances. I think their top person probably on people besides Jonathan Taylor it's probably Blankenship or whatever that they're fucking yeah kicker, they're kicker. <laughs> like, I mean they're a
2: solid a- team but they're not like I, I know we talked up the Colts big time in the off season, so I'll, I'll take that bullet uh you know I expected I expected big things out of TY he's been injured I expected big things out of the rookie and Pittman he hasn't really produced you know he was injured early on then you have Taylor you know he's He's just been kind of mediocre. Um, had a solid week last week, but just kind of been mediocre. Um I don't know. I just haven't seen the, the Colts are just a really well coached team that is they're solid. Um, but they need to get healthy at the right time here, moving towards, you know, the, the, the second half of the season. And uh, hopefully they'll be able to kind of push it over the edge and bring all that talent onto the field at one time. So we can see this offense kind of, you know, for what we thought they were going to be.
0: No, absolutely. Absolutely. Going, going into, in, into Sunday. Uh, mm. We we finally have the the Broncos and, and the Las Vegas Raiders over here. Uh, oh, yes, baby! We, we're gonna put a little little bet on this game going forward, right here.
2: Oh, we can we can do a little wager. What are you looking at? What are you thinking? Uh,
0: I mean, I I want to. I mean. To be honest, it wouldn't be very fair if we just took the Raiders straight up over the Broncos. <laughs> Se- Seeing, obviously. Uh, I don't know, man. Teams.
2: Division games are tough, bro. Division <laughs> games are tough. You-, you saw what the Chargers just did. And and I said it before, you know, last week, I- the Chargers are much better, much better than their record indicates. Um, yes. They are a tough team. They've lost. You want to hear a fucking mind-blowing stat? The the San Diego. I almost, I almost said it. I I almost. It always happens. I don't know why. The Los Angeles Chargers uh, have lost in the last season and a half because we're not even at the end of this season. So let's call it the last season and a half. They've lost sixteen games by a possession or less.
0: That's insane.
2: Sixteen games in a year and a season and a half. There's sixteen games in a season. So, you're looking at a season and a half. So, 24 games, 16 of those losses came by a possession or less. Is that not nauseating if you were a Chargers fan? I mean, I, I couldn't imagine, like... I thought that the Raiders had some, some bad beats at ends of games until I started looking into the chart. Cause I got a buddy, Andrew, who's a diehard chargers fan. And he's always like, Oh, chargers lose every game at the end. And I'm like, no, it's the Raiders. And he's like, no, it's the chargers. Trust me. And I started looking (laughs) into it. I was like, Holy shit, man, they have it worse than we do. (laughs) But those division games, man, Denver versus the Raiders. Let's go back to it. Uh, Always fun games. uh, You know, going back to obviously childhood, you know, you and, and, and our buddy, Pat, who are, you know, obviously Broncos fans and me being the Raiders fan, always giving me a hard time. These are fun, fun weeks. So I like a little wager. I like a little wager. So let me hear what you're thinking. Let me hear what you're thinking here.
0: So I'm thinking we go the two rookie wide receivers to have shown some flashes of, of good, Good games. Neither one of them have obviously done the Chase Claypool or or the Justin Jefferson uh, type of type of performances. Now, how about we bet on who has the better performance of those two?
2: Okay, okay. So I like that. I like that idea. I like that idea. My only gripe is Judy's much more of a possession receiver where Ruggs is much more boom or bust. So, <laughs> my only caveat to this would be that Ruggs would have to it would have to be on a a yardage. So, okay. you know, whoever has the most yards receiving wins. Okay, not, so go not non-PBR. necessarily yeah, not necessarily fantasy-wise like whoever puts up the most points. Let's just go whoever has the most yards receiving. Let's call okay. that the bet. So I take okay. I take rugs. Will have more yards receiving than Jerry, Jerry
0: Judy. Judy. Okay. So you're going non PPR style. Exactly. Okay. Okay. That's so we're going non non PPR style. Whoever has the most points between the yards and, uh, I mean, if they're going to score touchdowns, it's probably going to be no, no, not even it, points.
2: Just whoever who whatever wide receiver has the most yards has receiving. no yards. Okay. Yeah. not even okay. N- nothing fantasy related at all. Just just purely which rookie wide receiver has more yards receiving on Sunday.
0: Uh, all right. All right. I What's our we wager? Are, uh, we got to keep it keep it respectful here with with mortgages coming up. We got... <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's just make it. Uh, let's just make it 10 bucks.
2: OK, I like it. I like it. Let's do it.
0: And uh if if the wife is listening, i'm I'm sorry uh, some of our grocery money or mortgage money might have to go to to Bride Oak over here.
2: But but man, I mean, let's go back to my 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 love for my man, Derek Card. Man, he was dropping dimes last Sunday, going up against your Broncos. I've I've got questions. I've got a lot of Raiders players on my team because obviously, I'm a Raiders fan. So I've got Jacobs, I've got Waller they've been you know kind of just in the middle of the pack haven't really had those breakout games Broncos I know are you know pretty dismantled across the board here you know what are the odds looking like for for Raiders you know fantasy players this week going into this game do they have good odds of being big producers or is is the Broncos defense still playing pretty stingy (sighs)
0: uh It, it's hard to tell. It it really is. It, it's really a week to week thing. Uh, I think it's just kind of um, just, I don't know. It, it's really, really tough. Really, really a week to week thing. Uh, like I said, it's it's some weeks I'm like, oh yeah, we got this. Uh, like, like you said, okay, like we, we just have to shut down. If we can hold Josh Jacobs to a minimal game, uh, even though Derek Carr is having a great season, it's, could be a little bit tough, right? Uh, especially with with our bet, uh, and but we've always had trouble with tight ends. We've always had trouble with covering tight ends. Uh, Rob Gronkowski has always killed us. Darren Waller is that special talent. So I I think I, I think that is just something that I, I think the Raiders have the upper hand ed, edge offensively. I don't see the Broncos. They've had way too many injuries. Uh, Bryce Callahan missed last week. I don't know if he's coming back. Bryce Callahan has been one of the top top corners in, in the league this year. I don't know if um, many people know, but Bryce Callahan is one of four corners that has not allowed a receiving touchdown scored to, against him all season long. So wow. uh, he's had a good season, sat out last year, all of last season, sat out this last game, and so if he doesn't play, Gosh, the Raiders are just gonna—they're <laughs> gonna dump on the Broncos. Okay, they're so just... I
2: like that. That's some inside knowledge. See, that's why I like talking to, to to fans of teams that you know pay more attention to those really you know fine details like that. Um, so, so because I know in years past, if I had Raiders players when it was when it was Broncos week, I I, I pull them out of my lineup because I knew that Von Miller and the boys were coming to town and they were just gonna you know. Punch our dicks in, and we were just gonna get our asses kicked. So, I mean, I I always pull Raiders players, but you're saying, you know, nowadays, you know, especially this season, if you've got Raiders players, you can still, you know, fire them up as, you know, like a Jacobs and a Waller. You're still saying that they're they're must starts this week.
0: I I think they're must starts. Keep an eye on Shelby Harris. Keep a, an eye on Bryce Callahan. Those are the two big names that could be sitting this week because of injuries for the Broncos, and you're talking about the our best D lineman and our best corner. So, if without those two players, if they don't play like they didn't play last week, then uh, Raider fans, you should th- be settled or fantasy owners of Jacobs and Bryce Cal... or uh, whether it's Ruggs or... Uh, Darren, Waller. It, Renf- Darren Waller. Darren Waller, Renfro, whatever, type of thing like that. Um, Callahan is anywhere between the the outside corner or he'll he'll bump down uh and play the slot corner as well so uh any one of those guys like a henry ruggs uh could face him or nelson aguilar uh if he's out as well then your guys are going to be feasting
2: i like it i like it i look forward to feasting go, Ra- raiders go are another one of those teams that i need like a a, a real like kick-ass dominance win um you know because the Raiders are Raiders are five and three right now man they're they're looking poised to make a playoff run here but you know when you're just winning games by a touchdown you know each time you really need that dominant performance so I think uh the the Raiders kind of stay in line there with my my Titans talk and then here moving into this this these next teams
0: and 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 it's hard right for Raiders offensively and I know we're we're harping on this a lot but hey it's raiders versus broncos both of our two favorite teams john gruden really it it really depends on what type of game plan he puts together right i mean he's very much plays off the matchups uh very much kind of like how shanahan used to do for the broncos very sees something in a matchup and just attacks yep. whatever he thinks can exploit whatever matchup it is and if it doesn't work or whatever he lives still gonna and dies keep, by it. Lives and dies by it. So, if someone's not schemed in, then holy shit, they're not getting the ball
2: yeah it's one of those things where you're a fan of a team and you're just like okay halftime adjustments and then they come out half after halftime and they're still doing the same shit and you're like where the fuck is the halftime adjustments and it's like yeah. well, that that was their scheme this week that's what they came out here that's what they thought was going to work they didn't come out here with another game plan they came out here with that game plan yeah. so you need those, those offensive coordinators and those head coaches who can notice that stuff and adjust on the fly um, some teams just aren't built to adjust like that some teams Teams, you know, they pick up players off of the practice squad to, to face a, a certain type of scheme. So, you know, they kind of move players around. I mean, you're talking about a, a Belichick. Yep, that's I mean, exactly what it is.
0: I mean, the guy is ridiculously smart. I mean, he picked up a... I can't remember the, the, the running back's name. He played for Stanford. Um, but he picked that dude up because he was on carolina and this was the year the broncos ended up winning the super bowl for carolina uh the the carolina panthers got him he was picked up by the new new england patriots in the anticipation mid-season that the patriots were going to face the panthers in the super bowl so he picked him up just to pick his brain on what they were doing
2: yeah and that's Uh, that's being one step ahead that's being that's, one step ahead. Smart, smart yeah. coaching, man. It's that's that's looking at things with some foresight that other people aren't looking at.
0: Yeah, it's it's incredible. It it, it really is incredible when uh, when coaching Division two football and just coaching college football in general. I, w- I read the book about Belichick and his father about how to scout, and it was just incredible. The insights and everything that they would pull, and they really we're big believers in that you can get just as good talent in those middle to late rounds, than get someone in that first round. Oh yeah. There's
2: a, there's a lot of formulas out there in the NFL when it comes to scouting players. And I mean, a lot of times teams look at players and they'll say, okay, can I get 80% of this guy's production off of a guy off the street? And if the answer is yes, they always go get the guy off the street because 80% Production of a guy off the street for base pay is a hell of a lot better than your 100% production at, you know. 30 million dollars a season because now they can build out the rest of their team they're not handcuffing themselves to one guy and that's how that's how people build their rosters out so that's why you have all these scouting you know the all these scouts on your scouting department you know evaluating talent throughout the course of the entire season um just to figure out you know kind of where they can you know, make patchwork and, 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 and all that stuff. So it's, it's really a, an interesting thing to look at when it comes to teams and how they build out these rosters.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And, and going into, uh, I mean, we got Cincinnati versus Pittsburgh. I mean, the biggest question that, that I had against this is James Conner was a stud for both of our squads. And was a complete fucking dud.
2: It seems like any time I try to bet on James Conner, he shits the bed. So I'm just gonna do this guy a favor and I'm never gonna bet on him again. Or or maybe I will. I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find we'll, out.
1: But we'll, we'll
2: I find mean, out. I mean also the the other big question here now is obviously Tuesday new Tuesday morning news breaks out and Ben Rothersberg is on the COVID list. So you yeah. got a team that's fucking eight and oh, for the first time in their franchise's history, going in to make it nine and zero, and they may be without their starting quarterback if he doesn't test negative come what Saturday. So yeah. he's got he until, injured both
0: his knees, both yeah. his knees last game. Which another one when I saw Mason, I was like, shut the f- fuck up. Oh my god, this, dude! The, there goes there goes there goes the season.
2: Right? Well, there goes there. the season. If they lose, if they lose, Roethlisberger, man, that season's over. That team is just completely different team when he's you know the one that's that's at, at quarterback um because there is there isn't much that seven. changed. there isn't much that changed on this roster since last season Absolutely um not. so it, it really is just Roethlisberger that makes that team click kind of like the Cowboys with Dak you know with Dak they're a they're a playoff team without Dak they're who the fuck are the Cowboys you know so and there's the Steelers need to start preparing for the
0: future Big yep. Ben is not going to be playing for for much longer. I mean, give him maybe three, four years and. Jameis Winston. Start. Yeah, I mean, just <laughs> there's their future. There's hey, could be, could be. I mean, the guy can huck the ball. That's that's for sure. Yeah, he's got some uh, going ties to, to Tomlin. The, yeah, no, exactly. No, that's that's definitely a good call. I mean, you called the Cam Newton, so uh, you heard it here first on by Bryduck and Fantasy Football BS.
2: Look for Winston
0: to end up with the Steelers.
2: Boom. Heard it <laughs> Boom. here. And if not, uh, we'll delete this soundbite. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: So hurry up and listen to this episode because we might be deleting it by the end of the year. <laughs> uh, going into Monday night, Minnesota versus Chicago. Chicago's got a good defense. Dalvin Cook has looked like the straight-up MVP the last two weeks.
2: The, man, I mean, the man's almost had 500 yards rushing in two games. Yeah. I think it was like I mean, 468 or
0: something. Had him on at her roster.
2: Man, she went off this week. She put up like 180-something points this week. Yeah. The team just completely went berserk. Um, but yeah, I mean, Dalvin Cook is... is one of those guys that is certainly on a hot streak, but going up against Chicago and that defensive front in a division game is is just a different atmosphere. It's yeah. not, you know, you're not walking into just like any other game. Like this is the Vikings versus the Bears. This is, you know, November, mid-November fall football. Weather's getting cold. Uh, I expect this to be a fun game to watch. Foles has kind of looked bleh. Uh, Cousins is kind of looking blah so i kind of expect this to be one of those games where you're going to see a lot of running and hopefully montgomery's back for this game and hopefully uh cook can continue on with this hot streak and keep fantasy owners happy
0: i agree agreed i mean let's hope that he can just i don't know we'll we'll see i, I think dalvin cook has another good week i think he struggles I don't think he's going to go for 200 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, I think it's going to be more of a, a Derrick Henry type of style where he's going to have to run the ball 20 times to get 87 yards or whatever. But he still is a good back out of the backfield, so he's still going to put up some good points uh, if you're a Dalvin Cook owner. And obviously, you're never not going to play him if he's unless he's hurt. But uh, we'll, we'll see if this... Could be a nice ground and pound, another nice ground and pound game because both quarterbacks just suck.
2: Agreed, agreed.
0: Going, going into uh, our studs and duds of the week. Braduck was just talking about it. Was very disappointed with the outcome. Braduck, do you want to present everyone who the winner of this week
2: was? Drum roll, please. Another fucking tie. Damn
1: it.
2: Damn you Cam Newton. So Cam Newton, I mean, let, let let's face it, it was a stud performance. It just didn't meet our expect or not our expectations, but our parameters for how we grade these studs and duds. So technically, I didn't hit on Cam Newton, although he did have a a, a good game, put up nearly what was it? Like 23, 24 points. Um so still had a, had a had a hell of a week, you know, um definitely did a lot better than I think what a lot of people were anticipating. So uh another another tie here another tie um we're getting a lot of ties in the in the tie column i think we're, we might end with more ties than we do wins or losses here so um hey, that's just but, bodes
0: well for you brother so exactly but let's see if we can
2: get this <laughs> this uh this boat back on track here and uh headed back downstream so let's go straight into our duds here so who, my who duds First dud of the week. I'm going to stick on the Chase Edmonds train. So Chase Edmonds last week hit on that dud. uh, Just didn't really flash like he does when he comes in to spell Drake. Um, You know, when he comes in to spell Drake, he seems very explosive. um, Very, like, just... precise in the holes that he's hitting but this last week i watched him and he seemed a little confused Kind of was stutter stepping in the backfield a little bit there, just wasn't really punching the holes the way he should be, and he's going up against a stingy Buffalo defense um, who just came off of a fucking great win against the Seahawks. Uh, so I expect that this is going to be a tough game for Chase Edmonds. Uh, we saw him kind of struggle there against uh, against Miami last week, so I expect more struggles to uh, ensue here against the in, against the Bills. Second up, I I've got Justin Jefferson. Um, so we were just kind of touching on that. This is a division game going up against the bears projected to put up 14.75 points uh, over the course of the last three games, just hasn't really seemed to have that same type of production that he did early on in the season when a lot of people jumped on the train. Um, so the Justin Jefferson train seems to be coming to an end and I'm going to stick a, stick a fork in that one. Cause that one's done. Number three, I've got Christian McCaffrey. Not only because he's you know kind of facing some injuries here, uh, if he does play, uh, I anticipate them kind of reducing the workload a little bit because it is a shoulder injury, and they've got him projected to put up twenty four point five two points against That's the bu- against the Buccaneers. Now let let's 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 you know call spade a spade you just saw what the the saints did to the buccaneers defense you know we've all been out here saying buccaneers have a solid defense and they just got absolutely crushed crushed by the saints um but still i mean even then kamara didn't have that big of a day so i don't see mccaffrey having that big of a day 24.52 points is a fucking huge number so i i don't see that one happening and those are my three duds. there's some good
0: duds there some good duds. I, I actually almost dead. went. I actually almost went uh, Christian McCaffrey. Make sure you have an alternate just in case he actually doesn't play for whatever reason.
2: I like to go by the fly. I'll pick that one Sunday morning. <laughs> um, <laughs> like ah shit. Then I'm. Scrambling. I got
0: some. I got some big names here as well. Let's I, I actually have DK Metcalf as my first dud. Now again. Everyone's like, okay, DK, he's, he's killing it, one of the top wide receivers in fantasy. I get it, everyone. It's just he's projected to have 21.44 points against Jalen Ramsey. Now, I just think Lockett, this is the t- perfect type of game where they get Lockett involved very early into the game because he's going up against a weaker corner than DK does and that they stay with Lockett the whole entire game. This has just got 30 points written on Lockett type of game, period. That's just the way this one I see playing out is that uh, either DK or Lockett, I, I think DK, again, 21.44 points is a lot of points for a wide receiver. I, now, it's
2: Now, is is I, I should know this, but is Jalen Ramsey the type of corner that you know stays on one side the whole the whole time or does he stay matched up with the star wide receiver for the whole game he stays matched up with the star wide receiver okay okay so he's so he's probably going to stay matched up the whole day against dk so yeah I, i like that i like Lockett owners to to definitely look for a big week then
0: and going in my second i went actually all wide receivers here my second dud being mike evans now, he's projected to have 15.99 points. That is just such a crowded wide receiver core. A.B. looked, looked good. They got him involved. Scotty Miller still took some, some stuff. Uh, Gronkowski is still getting six to seven targets a game on top of Godwin being back, which as soon as Godwin came back, he took all the targets uh, or a majority of the targets. So where does Mike Evans fall on that? Now, Mike Evans had six targets uh, against the Saints, but a lot of that stuff came at garbage time, whatever. Uh, I just don't see Mike Evans scoring 15.99 points. Now, he has to score 12.99 based upon our, or less than that based on our on our projections and, and how we score this. But again, it's just too crowded of a, of a wide receiver core for me to to think that Mike Evans is just going to blow up. Uh, compared to everyone else that's that's there. Brady legitimately has six people that he can throw to at any point and Mike Evans when Godwin's been around has never been a favorite of of Tom Brady. So uh just expect a slow week there. And then my last one is is Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is projected to have twenty two point nine points against San Francisco. Asinine. San Francisco San Francisco still so has got a good defense. It's yeah. not like they're terrible. They're backups, and just because they don't have Bosa and Sherman and everything like that, their defense has still been able to hold pretty strong against people. Twenty-two point nine points is, and this is, this is a non-bonus. Like this is just coming from a straight standard PPR league, no bonuses, and they're projecting twenty-two point nine points. Yeah, it's I crazy. mean, he didn't look. He didn't look up to football speed last week against Tampa Bay. He, as much as <laughs> New Orleans just scored crazy on Tampa Bay, Michael Thomas was the one that was the least targeted or had the least production with Sanders, Jared Cook, uh, Trayvon, uh, all, these, all these other wide receivers and, and targets. Kamara ended up just going off against Tampa Bay. Michael Thomas ended up having 10 points. Man, there was so. one
2: there was one point in that game where I was watching where Drew Brees hit Emmanuel Sanders for that touchdown and it was his 11th player to catch a pass in that game. Like he spreads the ball around all Way over the place. Like yes. if you're if you have Michael Thomas even if you do it's kind of like well, shit, like, there's so many people who get the ball because Breeze doesn't play favorites. He plays opportunity. He's He plays matchups. He plays, I want to win this fucking game. He doesn't care about Michael Thomas getting 10 catches. So if Michael Thomas is open, cool. I'm not, it, you know, Breeze is hitting him. But if not, you know, Breeze hits 10 other guys on the team on that, on that game. It just takes away from all of the opportunities for Thomas.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's just, it, it's...
2: A lot of factors working against them.
0: Exactly, exactly. So those those are my duds. Who rolling over to the studs?
2: Who who do you got as your first stud? Told you I would never do it again, but I fucking lied. I'm doing it again, back to back. I don't care. Actually, if you if you want to know, this is actually back to back to back. I'm gonna fucking hit on you, James Connor. I'm gonna do it, and I'm going three weeks in a row. You've screwed me two weeks in a row. Let's see if the third time's a charm. What 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 did uh, Bush say? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Uh, you you know, the, the old saying, uh, James Conner, <laughs> he's going to be my stud of the week. He's only projected to put up 15.24 points against the shitty ass Cincinnati Bengals. So fire up James Conner, James Conner owners be excited. I think that this is going to be a big game. So I was just asking because I really just wanted reassurance for myself here, Snow. But my second stud of the week is going to be Josh Jacobs because I knew that the Denver Broncos were shit and we're coming after them this week. (laughs) So I got Josh Jacobs. He's going for 15.81 points. No problem, Denver Broncos. We're going to crush. Then my third stud of the week is going to be Jarvis Landry. He's projected to put up 13.37 points. Now, here's the thing. There's no more OBJ. You've got, you know, Hooper who's been out with the appendectomy. So, you know... uh, target share is is pretty limited out there right now so I I like the odds for Jarvis Landry to to have a big game and be you know a little bit more of the offense I know that when the Raiders played them a couple weeks ago before that the the Browns bye week that uh, that was their first week without OBJ and that was just a sloppy game cold weather it was just a shit game on on both sides offensively so I I don't look at that game for Landry as being anything more than just you know one of those sloppy games that just didn't really pan out for either team offensively there was very little offensive production in that game so I think Jarvis Landry 13.37 points no problem gonna crush it against the Texans
0: boom boom, boom. holy shit man it's the most uh excitement I've gotten out of you for for your studs man you're really really trying to <laughs> see when we record and... earlier
2: in the day man this is what happens I've still got energy <laughs> <laughs>
0: of course of course, man. Of course. Here are my three studs. Science. So I got, I got Tyler Boyd as my first one. Yes, going against Pittsburgh's defense here. Uh, he's projected to have 12.29 points. But Tyler Boyd is the clear wide receiver one in that offense. Burrow is throwing the ball a lot. And in that garbage time, he's a p- big possession wide receiver. I think 12.99 or 12.29 uh, points. Uh, with with the added three I I think that's something he can obtain and I know I know my wife's been quite happy with with Tyler Boyd being on her roster so far this year Uh, now you went Josh Jacobs I'm going Philip Lindsay again Philip Lindsay had had more carries than uh, Melvin Gordon last week but they just couldn't get shit going against Atlanta which Atlanta's got a pretty stingy run defense uh, for whatever reason I don't know what it is. I don't know if teams uh, like the Broncos are just so far behind that they got to end up passing the ball uh, real early. But he, he's only projected to have eight point nine one points. I think against that shitty Raiders defense, uh, you can bet on most offensive players uh, to to be able to get it. Especially Noah Fan. I should have picked. I should have picked Noah Fan. Uh, that, that total fail.
2: <laughs> total fail on your part. That was you, you that know was my you know fail. you know fans gonna have like a hundred yards receiving yeah exactly easily
0: exactly uh and then zach moss uh running back for for buffalo now he's actually led in carries the last two weeks i i think this is this buffalo offense is starting to lean towards the zach moss although it is still a running back by committee uh they're gonna get almost even touches but If you have a running back on a bye or if you're in a deep 12-man league or for whatever reason, Zach Moss has been getting those goal line carries. And he's punched it in the past two two weeks. I I think he does that again against Arizona. He's only projected to have 7.49 points. So, uh, again, uh, just another single-digit running back. I haven't been very good with hitting my my running backs, I think, for, for the season. I've been very good on hitting my tight ends and wide receivers. So uh, w- we will see if I can hit finally on these running backs.
2: Yeah, like your Lindsey pick, He he's the type of running back that the Raiders have problems playing against uh, because he's really good at receiving out of the backfield. And that's what we're really poor at covering. Um, we're also really poor at containing the edge uh so those toss sweeps things like that that you know kind of favor his his playing style um i think definitely favors him in this matchup so i think Lindsay, i think that's a good choice i think that's a good choice
0: well i'm glad you like my fucking choices over here jesus <laughs> hey, thanks man thanks for the man everyone's gonna be like man aren't you guys supposed to be talking shit you guys are being way too nice well
2: well, I just, if you would have picked Melvin Gordon, I would have shit all over that because <laughs> we have always, you know, stuffed him. So Lin- <laughs> Lindsey's a, a better alternative here for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, he just, and Albert O, uh, with, with being out now for the season, now a lot of people probably, again, are thinking who the hell is Albert O. Albert O was True Locke's tight end back in college, was actually starting to steal some production from, from Noah Fant, uh, when Noah Fan first came back uh, that first week, uh, I think Noah fan had s- six uh, targets, whereas Albert O had four that week, and then all of a sudden he tore his ACL. So Noah fan owners be happy because when we were hearing a lot of stuff coming from that Broncos camp that Albert O was a stud to watch for for this season and to to be worried about eating into Noah fan a little bit. But good good news for all you Noah Fant and- owners that Albert O is done for the season so a little more Bronco knowledge uh, to be dropped there but man I am thirsty I gotta crack myself open another beer it's actually uh, I ran out of beers right here so I gotta go get me some so Bryduck as always just hit us up with those closing remarks
2: thirsty Thursdays Alrighty, guys, social media, Instagram, YouTube, follow us at Fantasy Football BS. Make sure you guys go over there and follow us. I know a lot of you guys are listening to the show, um, but, you know, we're looking for that engagement, really just for our Q&A segments. Um, so do us a favor, continue dropping us those questions on Instagram and our DMs. Make sure you can do hashtag foosclues on your questions, either on a post or just DM us straight your questions, and uh, we'll make sure to get you guys uh, your guys' questions you know, on, on one of our next episodes, um, and then on Twitter, make sure you guys are following us at Fantasy F B B S. Uh, on all podcast platforms, you can follow us at Fantasy Football B S. Um, you know, make sure that you guys are liking and subscribing to the channel. That way, you guys know when all the new episodes drop. Next week, we'll be covering uh, the new uh, Clues segment, going over uh, the injury report, studs and duds. Um, so make sure you guys are, are are dropping in for that episode. And then, as always. Thank you to our sponsors, Air Care Heating and Cooling and the Bay Breakers. Air Care Heating and Cooling, uh, been uh, an awesome sponsor for us all season long. So just want to make sure that we're we're giving them a huge shout out. If you're out there in the Bay Area, you know, uh, winter's right around the corner. Time to start giving them a call. So you can reach them at 408-809-7350 or visit them at www.aircareheatandcool.com. Alright guys, thanks for listening to the episode. Catch you guys next time. Peace out.